Hey everybody, welcome to episode 4 of the Dan Kill Wellness Project podcast. I cannot thank you enough for tuning in this week. My name is Dan Kyo from Dan Kyo Wellness Project on Facebook. I am a social care worker working with families who are experiencing homelessness in Dublin, Ireland with Focus Ireland. I am a counselling psychotherapist in training in Dublin Business School, also in Dublin, Ireland. And I am extremely passionate about wellness, about what each individual can do to increase their own wellness. And that is the reason why I set up this podcast. I have people on every week who will be giving advice based on their experience and just telling their story. And I hope that you will take away something each week that will help you change your life and increase your happiness and wellness. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my fourth guest on the podcast. This week's guest is one of the most inspirational people I have ever met. I say that every week, but that's the way it is. Um, His name is Dominic Munley. He's a Dublin-based personal trainer. He's famed for the amazing results his clients achieve, and and this has made him the most in-demand personal trainer in the country he did a sports science degree in the uk and he then began working as the trainer's trainer for one of the most exclusive chain of gyms in the country he's continued to develop his knowledge and education so he can provide clients with the best methods to drop fat increase strength and get fit in the shortest time possible Dominic has spent almost 20 years shaping his approach to fitness and nutrition and he is an active competitor in the CrossFit Games. He placed an impressive 12th in the 2011 European Regionals and has qualified for top-level European CrossFit competitions such as the Battle of London. You guys, I'm so proud to have Dominic on this week's podcast. Um, He's very passionate about wellness, the same as I am. And um, I started by reminding him that we have known each other for nearly seven years. Enjoy. When we met first, it was 2010, I think. Holy Jesus. Yeah. And I had just, I swanned into uh, your place in Sandyford and I said to you, Dominic, I, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. And I proudly announced, I just did a marathon. I just did the Dublin City Marathon. And your face kind of dropped. Mm-hmm. And you said to me, you, you, you want to lose weight, but you're doing extensive long distance running and nothing else mm. and then my, my face also dropped and ever since then because of the program you put me on with a lot of squatting deadlifting weightlifting i have dipped in and out of it over the years obviously i've been kind of a yo-yo dieter up until mm. this year where i've begun begun to focus much more on nutrition in relation to kind of macro counting but mainly just energy in versus energy, energy out mm. right and mm. um, so that's kind of a bit of background to how we met and mm. just want to say thanks for putting me on that path because I didn't know anything before I met you and I was mm. proud as punch about completing the marathon, which is a great achievement in itself, 100%. but I wouldn't be uh, in a position to kind of do one, three, three days in a row now if I hadn't started talking to you at that time. Mm. So first question for you is, what does wellness mean to you? Um, I suppose it means the capacity to be able to do everything you need to be able to do on a daily basis. So. Mm. If you have to take care of your parents because they're sick and you have enough energy in order to do that on a daily basis, then maybe, and, and in order to do that with, you know, with love in your heart and with care, then maybe that's what it is for you. If it's somebody else and they're studying and they're doing exams and they're able to concentrate on what they're doing and, uh, and still be able to maintain friendships with their friends and have the energy to go and train, then that's what it is for for that person. So it's whatever it is for the individual in question and what they want to get out of 
life. Mm. So I think wellness encompasses that kind of both physical, spiritual, um, emotional sort of well-being. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's kind of a catch-all, but it probably comes down to what the individual needs out of it. But we also still have to uh, not like be an ostrich in the stand that if like Mary's like, well, I'm all about wellness. Mary, you're probably still overweight still. Yeah. You know, we're not so much about wellness because Mary's got a problem. You yeah. know, we got to address that. So it's about maybe addressing certain issues that people might have um, while still not making them into some sort of narcissist in the process. Yes. Because as trainers, we have a huge responsibility that many trainers abuse and can turn clients into worrying heavily about their food, worrying about they're looking physically, and like, when am we going to do my body fat test again? I'm so worried, I'm so stressed. Like, you know, that's, I've seen this happen so often in the industry that our, our, our primary job should be to actually help people enjoy the process and be emotionally uh, involved in it, that they enjoy it enough, as opposed to turning them into somebody that worries about the process. And my, my page is obviously called Dan Kyo Wellness Project, and when I refer to Wellness Project, I'm, I'm talking about the rest of my life, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So whilst I'm trying to do this kind of ambitious thing of training every day for a year, it's fun, you know, it's something that I can blog about and that people are currently interested in, but mm-hmm. I think what you said there about the subjectivity of someone's wellness path is so important because what works for one person might not work for someone else mm. and it was really interesting what you just said about the narcissistic element of it mm. um, could you just explain a bit more on that and in terms of um, so you, you gave the example of Mary who's five stone overweight yeah and she's saying she's all about inverted common wellness well, so is she, is she fooling herself yeah a lot, well a lot of people She's fooling herself if she wants to be part of some sort of fat acceptance movement where like we're all super healthy and I'm five stone overweight. But the reality is, is you're not. Like you're still a statistic that would say that your likelihood of diabetes, cancer, and heart disease is going to be way, way higher at that weight. Um, I do believe that uh, mental uh, uh, health is way more important than physical health. Um, absolutely, but there's a point there where we could be sticking our head in the sand and not yeah. ignoring the fact that, that by you know 2020. Um, that there's going to be at least half the population, if not 60-70% of the Irish population will yeah. be either overweight or obese. So you still have to deal with that. Right. Um, and uh, So we can't kind of stick our head in the sand about that, but we need to do it in a way that doesn't produce somebody who then starts to uh, uh, overly worry about whether they took in the right macros for that day yeah. and whether they're lean enough and pretty enough right. and wearing the right clothes. And, because the fitness industry is absolutely rampant with that at the yeah. moment because people have slowly re- uh, realized that you know what they most people in ireland live a fairly comfortable life we don't i'm not talking about the extremes of people who live in abject poverty mm. and or have a lot of go- a lot of stuff going on in their life whether it's abuse or whatever mm. we understand that that is obviously a problem and homelessness absolutely it's a problem but a lot of people in in, in the majority are in a situation where they can't afford to take care of themselves yeah. so you understand that in order part of taking care of themselves is physically taking care of themselves because yeah they can get their hair done they can drive a nice car have a nice house but people can't buy physical fitness yeah so people have understood that like oh my god i gotta go and work at this now mm. and that costs time money and then suddenly people yeah. start blogging and instagramming about it and mm. then you know, trying to create and have created accounts about their 
quote inverted quote journey mm. and then suddenly now everybody's an aspiring bikini model or <laughs> you know beach body guy yeah. whatever yeah. you know um but among that sort of population there still is an awful lot what i can see of of uh, of narcissism where people don't feel like they're enough mm. and everything is about getting more likes or getting yeah. more popularity or whereas just like i'm like i grew up on graduate marks i'm like you know if you want me to be a member of your club like you know i don't want to be a member of your club <laughs> any member anybody that would like me as a member of their club you know uh it was, it, it, I'd never, I'd never want to be a member of a club that would have me as <laughs> yeah. a member. Is probably the quote I'm looking for. Yeah. But the kind of, I don't know. Like that was one of the reasons why I started doing CrossFit because it wasn't what everybody else was doing. Right. It was different. Yeah. It had soul to me. It like you know it had that feel of like you know this was raw. You know yeah. it was people just wanting to work out and train. Like I was doing CrossFit stuff with pals of mine up in Carolina, Ben Dunn's gym way before I knew about CrossFit, people would tear out of the area. We'd yeah. go start training, doing push-ups and pull-ups and squats and, and run, travel, come back and whatever. We'd, we'd yeah. set up a little circuit, maybe three, four things going on, and people would suddenly like, like they'd start moving out of the yeah. area. It's like, who are these insane guys <laughs> like running around? And we had firemen come over and go, what do you guys do? And we're like, yeah. I don't know, we just train. Yeah. And why do you do it like that? And we're like, just because get the heart rate up. Yeah, we wanted to get our heart rate up a little bit. We wanted to sweat a little bit, like. And you, you wanted know, to get away from the machines. Yeah, it's not so much. It, we still use machines, but it was just more that well, completely it felt right. Stuff. You know, it felt like, you know, I'm doing some squats, but why do I need to rest for a minute and a half? Yeah. Who, who said you got to rest for a minute and yeah. a half? You know, so and that evolved. And that has changed, yeah. and you know, training systems have evolved sure. like, in a very specific way in which I work with. And I'm going to ask you about that mm. in a second, but I just want to go back to something you said about the the correlation between mental health and physical health. Yeah, you've trained thousands of people. Yeah, over the years. Yeah, a long time now. Very long time. Twenty um, years almost. Now. Twenty years. Almost twenty years. Yeah, I'll be forty this year, and I started when I was about yeah about twenty yeah. when I left college. And I could tell the listeners that this dude seriously looks twenty five. I'm not even joking. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Can you describe a situation where you have seen a number of clients' mental health improve whilst their physical health yeah. is improving? And what, what do you think the connection is? Yeah, we, I, I worked with a, a company at one point where it was one of my roles to um, help people get back to work because they were off work for mental-related oh, illnesses. And that could have been, again, because they felt they were being you know, bullied in work or just stress or whatever. And... Uh, helped a couple of people and it was probably about maybe a 50-50 rate of helping people get back to work and I was like saying to the psychologist that I worked with like is this any good like this seems terrible to me they were like no like what the 50% return yeah return I thought that was like pretty low and she was like no 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 like if you can get like you know one in ten back that would have been pretty damn amazing you pushed it up by 40% yeah so like we could see but again like you know if I had an approach where I'm the trainer and all I'm going do, in and doing all of the time, which is that boot camp sort of crazy approach of like, I'm just going to beat people down as long as they're in a sweaty mess and you're working hard. And trainers then morph into the just guys that shout at people. Yeah. Like, that, like where's the art of training gone? Like from where's the Jerry Springer show when you yeah. bring in those, the, you know, the marshals who shout That's at That's right. Yeah. All they do is shout at people. So where's the empathy gone? Where, where did that go? You know, whereas the kind of like, you know, well, Mary just needs a shoulder to cry on today. 
you know, if Mary's coming in and she needs to show the client all the time, we got a problem. Mm. But, you know, there should be parts of that where you have to meet the client where, where they are. But yeah. absolutely, there's a huge correlation. But there's a correlation in the same degree of people where I, I'm dealing with people that are overly obsessed about being thin or skinny or in shape. But that's, that's not difficulty in itself, in, right? It, that's that end of it. So mm. you have that side okay. of, of, of the scale. And then we have the other side of the scale of the person who's overweight, depressed, mm. um, and they've got a lot of stuff going on there as well. So our goal is always to try and get people to the point where uh, we actually have to coach them less and less. Right. So when they're coming with, to us and they know what to do and they're comfortable in the environment and the number of people that I will shake their hand on their first session and they are like a leaf. Yeah. They're just like so, oh my God, they're so stressed about being here. And you're like, hey, Mary, it's cool. We're all married. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. We do actually have a lady Mary that came to us like that the first time. And um, yeah. and uh, she, so she, she held my hand with two hands. That's the <laughs> handshake, you know? That's sort of like, don't let go of your hand now, Dominic, because if, if I let yeah. go of your hand, I'm going to have to go and do something. <laughs> yeah. You know, this place looks like crazy stuff's going yeah. on in here. Um, but the gym setups are very different now than they would have been, you know, uh, a long time, like 20 years ago, it was very kind of machine driven and, sure. um, whereas now it's very much an open plan and there's mm. barbells and dumbbells and that can be an intimidating atmosphere for anybody to kind and of how Mary get on? She's still with us. Yeah. She's oh, in her sixties wow. now. Yeah. Her sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They're the best clients. Yeah. They're I saw you post, I, I saw you post a video of her recently. Did you? That's a different lady. That's Therese. Um, yeah. And what was the content of that video? Remind me. I just said I like dealing with people like that. And yeah. she was swinging a kettlebell. And I'm like, hey, That's it's right. important to be, have the capacity to be able to pick something up and put something down that weighs 20 kilos yeah. and maybe swing a little bit. If I think, if I deem it's some, sure. that you are at that level to be able to do that now. Um, but generally the people at that age, they, they don't, can I curse by the way? Yeah, do. Okay, so they don't, <laughs> they don't give a shit about how they look in general. Okay. They're not coming to you and kind of going, well, I need to lose weight. Most of these people, by the time they're in that age group, mm. they're so stiff and sore, right. they can't put like their hair up in a bun anymore, get God knows put on fake tan, <laughs> um, that they're just, they need that fixing. Right. You know, like they, they're struggling to put the kettle on and get and out of the car. Get out of the car. Yeah. So are they going to listen to you? You're damn straight they're going to listen to you. Now, that, now you've got them. Because they can, you can get them foam rolling, you get them working on mobility, stuff that they can do on a regular basis themselves, and we're helping fixing them and getting them stronger and building their confidence. So you will get a lot of people in that age bracket, say 60 plus, who come yeah. to you who've never been trained before. Ever, ever, ever. What's a huge intimidate, and we have so much respect for these people. Yeah. Huge amount of respect, and we love dealing with them. Yeah. Love dealing with them because they're, so they're not 20 and coming in with a fucking attitude <laughs> and telling us how they want things. And thinking they're hot shit just because they've got yeah. abs and and they've done a bit of training like that's so boring to me yeah. like show me the same person that has a genuine talent like that yeah. then you know then I'm all ears I'm like mm. great you know yeah. like you know uh, I, I just saw Mario Rosenstock um, earlier today and yeah. I had a session with him he's just come off a six-week tour right. he's you know as sick as a dog right now because mm. he's just burned out from like that's talent and I still train him during his tour so he can actually go and do that tour properly yeah. and have the energy and capacity to be able to do that. So when we talk about wellness, 
There's an example of wellness. Yes. That guy can do his job, do his gigs in the evening, still get up at five o'clock in the morning to do his radio show in Today FM yeah. and be in studio for six o'clock every day as well as doing the evening shows. Yeah, he doesn't have time. Oh, you know time. Yeah. He makes time. Yeah. Yeah, he makes time. He makes he's in time. he's in negotiations with uh, anybody about like another gig or thing he has to do. He's telling them Tuesday, Thursday, four o'clock, do you know where I'm gonna be? I'm gonna be in the gym with Dominic. So yeah. you don't pencil anything in for me at yeah. those times. And far be it uh, for me to compare myself to the to the great Mario Rosenstock <laughs> or yourself, Don, but that was a big change for me this year. Mm. Um I I've nothing has been a priority higher than getting my lifting getting in there every day yeah. and somebody I thought in last week's podcast um, we spoke about the idea of not having time as well and mm. you got to make the time time is there you know 4% of your day is one hour you know mm. and I know I'm including sleeping hours in that time but yeah. you know so that, that that has been the biggest change for me personally was really sitting down and making it a priority mm and always willing to learn every single day which is another reason why I did start this podcast as well because I want to talk to people who know what they're talking about who everybody has a story to tell yeah. the listeners will take little bits out of every podcast and take some tips away from it hopefully and um, as I said to you earlier on it's, it's a lifelong project it's not just a narcissistic kind of wellness yeah. idea that I'm saying that I've arrived I'm certainly saying that I'm always going to be only beginning and I hope that I can keep that up you know because yeah. it's been life-changing for me and to go back to the mental health piece as well my mental health has improved so much through that decision yeah and through following through and through heavy lifting and minding you can't and, you can, and that's the thing you say about heavy lifting which is interesting we only said this I only said this uh, to Siobhan who I work with um, that you can't get strong in the gym and not get strong in life yeah there's a big correlation I see that all the time I see it in in with, with people coming in who've got daughters who are maybe you know they've got some stuff going on they're 16 sure. there's a lot of you know stuff going on in school you know girls not being nice to them whatever it is mm. you get them stronger in the gym where they're having to push and work and believe right. in themselves and right. you know that carries over it, it completely does it carries over yeah. you know and remember the gym is an opportunity for moving meditation that's an opportunity for us to talk focus yeah. so we've got people coming in and they're all like you know like over like face all lit up it's like smiling trying to do a cabal swing I'm like put in your concentration face come on like you know <laughs> you, 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 you. or give her a, give her a heavier weight <laughs> yeah give her a heavier weight you know but and I'm sorry that's a good point about a heavier weight is that you know sometimes you'll, you'll give somebody heavier weight and they go god that's very heavy mm. you're like oh really right heavy okay well heavy heavy is a relative term sure but I'm not going to give you a weight that I don't think you're capable of. So I believe in you. So maybe just try it. And if it turns out to be too heavy, we'll scale it down. That's no problem. Yeah. So that's, but let's see. that's an excellent correlation with the mental health benefits mm. and wellness benefits of lifting and mm. pushing your, your constantly. Well, I am certainly constantly pushing the boundaries of what's possible for mm. me. And through following you on Facebook and on your blog, which I, I read religiously, and it's something that you are still doing and I feel that you're going to keep doing all, like you're trying to get your handstand signed yeah. up on my right yeah yeah you know and you're, you're 
but it's not an over focus on having to lift heavier every no, time. No, this but is you do have times where you can just push the boundaries out a little bit of what you thought you were possible, mm. you were capable of. Exactly. And that transfers over to yeah, it's like writing a book, like just just write a page every day. Yeah. You know, one page doesn't look like much when you've got three hundred sixty five pages in the book, but if yeah. you just do that little one thing every day it does that and I know that sounds like a cliche no it's not I've been talking about it every day on the you page know. it's really something that's really important and it yeah it's not a cliche it's and I so know, important and, it, and that's the thing is that a lot of people will seem it's a cliche it's like oh well, there's another motivational quote about whatever <laughs> but it, the reality is is that is that you know that's how we're eating that elephant it is one bite at a time and it, and it can seem very very difficult but you know, the, the more you show up, the luckier you get. The more you show up, the luckier you get. So just keep showing up, you know. just I don't care what people do in the gym. Like, people kind yeah. of think that, like, oh, well, Dominic says you have to lift weights yeah. and you have to. I'm like, just in your first month, just do, go in. Yeah. Go in and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then we can maybe work on something after that. Yeah. You know, because you're building the foundation. Yeah, you're building your, just your capacity to show that you can actually stick to a habit. Let's just start yeah. with that. And then we can kind of build from there. Um, uh, but if we if we if we can just do that without developing that narcissism and over analysis of, yeah. of the process, then you know that, I think that's our goal yeah. most of the time. Over focus you know? on measuring, over focus yeah. on that next milestone weight yeah, thing. Exactly. That exactly. completely takes away from your presence within the process of exactly. becoming weller. Yeah. yeah. Stronger. And, and that's it. Like, you know, it's like I wrote about this before, but like uh, about about wanting to measure all the time, like yeah. we can have an app for that. Oh, we got an app for that. We can measure that. Oh, oh app, yeah. App, 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 app. Oh, seven minute workout. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I'll just yeah, download yeah. the app. Or and I never check ever my do heart it. rate. I gotta do this and I gotta do that. And then suddenly you're in a yoga class, and you know, and Jane at the front is like, "Oh, I can't get this pose." And you're like, "Okay, Jane, I think you're missing the whole point of yoga class here." Yeah. So there's a point there where I think. Uh, in a gym situation like there are going to be opportunities where you can push your body if you listen to your body enough it'll mm -hmm. tell you yeah. and there are days where you need to put a lean uh, you need to kind of uh, hold back a little bit professional athletes do this all the time yeah. but we're almost told that like you know well well your competition is well you're sleeping your competition is training so you need to get up off your ass and work 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 all the time yeah. it's not true you know the top level people have uh, one download week um, or deload week in every four. Mm. They have days where they go in and they have you know um, where they're just not feeling it and they, they back off. Mm. And they go and do you know low intensity work on that day. Then instead yeah. they listen well, to the they body. do, but they do work. They do. They do work. Yeah. <laughs> the point is they do. Yeah, they, they still do show it. up and they still say, okay, today I know that like just doing mobility work and stretching and foam rolling and doing stuff like that isn't going to cost me a lot of energy to do that. Right. So they'll do that, and then the next day, oh wow, my body feels a lot better from yeah. that now today. Yeah. But this whole push, 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 and the whole like fascination with like just bigger, stronger, faster of like a, you know I've been brought up on He Man or Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I must be bigger, better, and stronger. Like, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Like look at the all of that is taking away from your happiness. Yeah. What are you doing? Look, look at the number of people that are that are involved in, in let's say bodybuilding as a sport. They're inherently unbelievably unhappy within themselves, and yeah. then constantly just take more and more drugs. What you think taking steroids isn't going to have a detrimental effect on your mental health? Mm -hmm. Of course it is. Yeah. So people kind of go down that path, you know, and become so self-absorbed mm -hmm. and and miss 
why did they start doing it in the first place? And it's so alien to them, that place where they started, that mm. they probably wouldn't even remember. No, and then they're very disparaging about people who yeah. are only starting out on their journey, yeah. you know? Um, and, uh, and they just become so removed from it and they can't even hold a relationship then because mm. it's all about them. Like, you know, as I was saying earlier, like years ago, our parents admired celebrities. Yeah. Whereas now, people admire, admire themselves so much because they think they're they're their own celebrity. Yeah. They're like, I'm brand me. I'm like, brand you? Are you kidding me? You got 10,000 followers and no job. You know, where, where are you making money? YouTube aren't paying you. YouTube ain't paying you. know, like the people like love that whole idea that like, oh, I'm going to be working for myself and companies are going to be simply sending me free products. Yeah. You know, well, I, I, I'll be paid in exposure. You know, so right. go to the shop, tell oh, Mr. Yeah. Shopkeeper, I'd like to pay for my parcel and my fairy liquid in exposure. With this, with this 20 shares that I just had. Yes, exactly. Good luck with that. You know, I mean, maybe um, if they do bring in that as a form of currency in two hundred years' time, we'll be proven wrong. But yeah, I think, I think for now we're hitting on something that's really important. Yeah, exactly. um, you mentioned that you write a lot, which I've mentioned your blog already, and yeah. people can find that at Dominic. 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 Yeah, there's over um, four more articles on it now. Yeah, so there's only three worth reading, by the way. That's not true. This no, is, that is not true. true. That is not true. Know, here's you my, will see during all of his blog posts, he. You'll see the highlighted points where he references back to, all, articles. <laughs> <laughs> to all of his 500 articles. Yeah. But I, I picked out the one that we just discussed, actually, and it was uh, measure less, enjoy more. That's it, I yeah. thought it was excellent. And I just love the line, maybe competition and measuring are not what you need. Maybe you need to do the activity for its sole enjoyment without comparing yourself with others. Did I say that? Yes. <laughs> Hang on, I'm not finished. Jesus. Yes. Yes, you can still do this in a competition setting, but it's very difficult to separate yourself from your score in such situations, and you need to be mindful of this. But I think the most impactful part of that quote was that was the first. It was um, mm. you got to separate yourself from what anybody else is doing, mm. and from anybody else's opinion of you. Mm. I think it's, yeah. it's none of our business, really. I think that's one of the one reasons why people are sometimes drawn to me because they see that I do that. Yeah. They see that like that's why I'm sitting here with right shit. You know, yeah. and why do I not give a shit? Because I was brought up that way. Yeah, I was brought up like I, I was doing competitive sports since since I was ten. Like yeah. I won my first first all-around when I was eleven. Basketball? No, in athletics. Oh, okay. Mm. So you know, I was used to people looking at me and being like, "Oh my god!" Like he's the kid that did this and did oh, yeah. that. So I was yeah. very, I got very comfortable with that very early. From so from the age of. Were you doing athletics from the age of, say, six, seven years eight, old? Probably, eight, probably, yeah. Old. My dad did a lot of athletics. So that's how you, I was just going to ask you mm. to give the listeners a kind of rundown of how you became one of Ireland's leading fitness trainers. Yeah, but yeah. I started, life. It started out doing athletics, and I was, you know, I, I, I would always say in any sports I did, I was very mediocre. I was okay. Mm. I just was willing to work hard. Mm. You know, so I had fairly decent genetics. Like, my brothers are both good athletes, and my sister's okay. Um... Uh, but I think I was willing to work pretty hard and I enjoyed the process but I think because I was one of those kids that if there's a 100 meter race on when I'm 12 years old I, it's me and maybe one of the guys that are winning that race right. that's it so I'm coming home with a sports day at 11 mm-hmm. and like there's like five trophies and my mum's going where are we going to put these feckin things you know uh, <laughs> yeah. so it's typical you need a bigger mantelpiece yeah exactly you know we'll yeah. put them in the press 
you know. Um, so how did that progress then through your teenage years? And I don't know, like I played a lot of basketball, I really loved basketball when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, played some GA, but never really enjoyed it, you know. Um, uh, played a lot of soccer, you know, got to Leinster final with the, with the school team for that then as well. Yeah. Um, won an All-Ireland for basketball then. 17. You did win an all mm, Yeah, wow. yeah. It was the B division of the Irish Schools League, and then the team that some of the guys that would have played for the for the team went on in, in the forthcoming years, and event and they won the A division. So we kind of okay. had set the groundwork, and as did other guys that were older than me in the school in mm. the Patricia Brothers Secondary School in Newbridge before us. We looked up to them, and they had done quite well. So. Um, but you know we were regularly breaking into the school gym to play basketball. Yeah, and that's a big issue here, Dom, isn't it? Because as the listeners might not know, but I absolutely love playing basketball as well. I play mm. with my fiance all the time. Yeah. Simply because we have a we're we're very posh. We have a basketball and tennis court in the green in the middle of Terranura where we live, mm. and that's we're very lucky to have that. Yeah, yeah. But um, when I've been down in Salons and Nice yeah. in Kildare. We've had to jump over fences to get into the basketball court in yeah, Salons yeah. National yeah. School and also down in um, just behind the Main Street in Nice there's a school that has a couple of basketball courts as well. Yeah. I mean, we're sorely lacking here in that type of uh, facility, aren't we? Yeah. And like, I mean, it has got better, obviously, oh, since yeah. you were talking about breaking in when you were a teenager. Yeah. But um, it's, it's sorely lacking the outdoor activities here, isn't it? It is. Um, um, and it's just much easier for kids, I think, to be bit more lazy but I was very very proactive like you know I would always want to be calling up friends and saying are you, you going to be there for like two o'clock and yeah. we're going to play and yeah. so there was a lot of summers spent playing yeah. the whole day pre-playstation whole day. days yeah no I think it was around about playstation more sega mega drives for the stage um but yeah. we put in a lot of hours a lot of hours and it was really enjoyable and we were inspired obviously by uh the players at that time, the likes of the Michael Jordans or, or yeah. whoever it was. Carmelo. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Charles Barkley, all those for the guys, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, What do you I, make of Steph Curry at the moment? I think he's amazing. Great story. Guy who's, again, like just willing to outwork. Unbelievable. Outwork everybody. Complete ankle breaker on his moves. Like He's yeah. just a great example of somebody who, who can achieve massive, massive success with huge work ethic. And the big thing that I liked about his most recent video is that he still enjoys the game. He still yeah. likes the game just as much as he did when he was a kid. A, f- a friend of mine, James Egan, another basket basketball fan, but he uh, he posted something today and he said, Steph Curry's got like computer game basketball shot. And he's right, you know, it's this, this kind of out from the body yeah. flick. Yeah. It's not your typical, what I would certainly do is just a close forehead, much yeah. closer, because I need the, the aim to get yeah, there. Yeah. So he even just has his own style of doing things, but it seems to be his approach to everything isn't it yeah yeah and again like there's i guarantee you with a guy like that he's uh, people like that are very deep thinkers right they think about these things they ponder they sit and they you know they ain't on instagram all the time talking about how great they are you know like the the great people like that are are quite humble um they understand there's a work ethic that's required and they're okay in their own talent yeah and in their own skin yeah you know, because um, his dad was a pro baller. That's right. Yeah, and he's five foot eight. Yeah, five foot eight. Yeah, crazy. So he's in a. If you can imagine him growing up and coming through 
to get an NBA contract. He's always had to work harder when he's surrounded by six four, six five lads yeah. competing for some for the similar positions. But I don't know his position is uh, is typically a little bit shorter than it is. But like, but even I mean, a five eight though. Yeah, yeah, it's very short and dunking too. Yeah, you know. Um, yes. But, yeah. But exactly. it was a, it's a, it was a great sport. Um, uh, and I think it translated well into any other sports. Like yeah. I went to college in Sunderland after I did two years of physiology and health science in Carlow and RTC back then. Um, did you know you wanted to go into that area? I knew I wanted to do sports. sports, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did, yeah. I always loved, obviously, PE, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And I always felt like I could do a better job than the PE teacher, you know? You, know? you probably weren't wrong. I probably wasn't wrong, uh, but yeah, because it always felt like, you know, even when I was in school, like, you know, all the cool kids wanted to do these sort of things, and my friends were not the cool kids, mm. but they were my friends. But I was really good at sports, yeah. So I was supposed to be going and doing what all the yeah. so-called cool kids yeah. were doing and yeah. playing soccer, whatever. And the guys were like, "No, we want to go and play hockey or do mm. tennis or something." Dungeons like, and Dragons, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> like, or just sit in the corner and chat, or whatever yeah. it was. But yeah. I just didn't want to go down that like you know well they're doing that so you have to do it too I'm like screw you I'm going to be over here with my friends yeah, yeah. you know um, so you've got like you get the sense from chatting to you today that you've kind of always wanted to kind of take that different approach to the crowd say as you said when you when you found CrossFit first yeah. you were thinking god this is different and it's so it's nearly like you were meant to be here and yeah would that be yeah like yeah, and the, again, like maybe that's some of that came from sports where you were just more self-assured, where you had to believe in yourself. Yeah. So if you're in a hundred meter final and you're 14. It's like it's you or the other guy. Like that's yeah. it. You know, there was no other choice. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that's one of the benefits of sports is that you 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 know you can uh, develop your own sense of uh, of self-belief, or you can bumble. Yeah. You know. It um, is a choice. It is a choice, and I I many times in sports, many many times. So, you know, you can look back and, 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 and regret or be like, oh, okay, I learned from that, it's all right, you know? Um, and I can help people who I now coach for CrossFit competitions mm-hmm. with that anxiety then, then as well, because yeah. I know what it's going to be like, yeah. you know? I put um, I posted up yesterday that I wasn't feeling great yesterday, just had a bit of anxiety, wasn't feeling too good. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I thought that would be a really interesting time to do a, a video just to talk to my, the people who are going to be tuning in about... Okay, I'm sitting in the uh, car park of my gym. I'm not feeling great. Mm. Didn't have a really bad day. Just was one of those days. Wasn't yeah. feeling great. And I was trying to get the message across of that it's okay to not feel okay. Yeah. Now, just so the listeners know, you are human, right? No. Oh, shit. No. It's kind this, of one of the prerequisites. Clark Kent. Clark, Clark Kent right here. Take, I just take this top off and I'm fucking Superman. Well, that's true. Yeah. I could I could confirm he's not taking his top off, but that is true. Give but, me a second. But, but tell me, like, what what do you do when you have a bad day? Like, how do you deal with that kind of feeling of not wanting to train, or do you have that every ever? day, every single day? Sorry, every day. Sorry, is this thing on? Every day. Tell me more. Every day. You're gonna have that's the part of every single day. You, you know, you, you just get quicker at turning that off. Right. You know, so we got to see these things as like, I see it like uh, uh, like a lamp, okay? And we've got like layers of sheets over that lamp. Yeah. So I've just gotten quicker at being able to pull the whole lot of the sheets off at the same time, whereas another person's maybe taking one layer off, you know? Love that analogy. So, you know, you, you have to just get quicker at, at having some sort of incentive 
of like you know like I run an online program, write program for close to fifty people now, okay. and it's growing all the time. And on that online program, you know, people are at a pretty decent level. So there's a certain obligation for me to kind of post up, well, I did this in my workout today. Right. Because everybody else is doing the same thing. Yeah. So there's a certain amount of responsibility then by, and, and accountability by everybody within yeah. the group to kind of say how they're getting on. But yeah, every single day you've got, it's motivation is like brushing your teeth. You've got to do it every day, every day, every day. You know, it's like washing your face every day so it's not something that you're so full of that like yeah i got this shit locked down for life you know you know oh i've made it so i'm never grumpy now no you gotta work it every day you know you gotta work in your relationship every day you gotta work on your job every day you know so yeah yeah, of course it's hard but you know what there's fucking real tragedies out there right you know i pass by the sunshine home every day going to and from work you want you want to see what real shit's going on go work in there for a day you know, how can you pass these things and not be affected by it? How can you watch the news and not see some kid washed up on the shore and not be like emotion and yeah. realize, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter. I better go kiss her right now and remember how good I have it. Because yeah. that's fucking real life. So when people are like, well, I don't feel, you know, up to it. I'm like, well, maybe think about what you're grateful for. Start a gratitude journal and write down what you're actually grateful for. I didn't tell Dominic to say that. No. Like, I think that's important. Like, I'm so happy you just said why, that. Why did I, you know, for uh, one of the things that we did last year with a lot of our clients is buy them adult coloring books. Yeah. And so I went on to Amazon, thought these, saw these things for the first time. I said, this is genius. Yeah. Because my wife would always have this running joke of like, there was a little kid and a meme and the kid was like with a big fat crayon and had this face on that was like, love coloring you know and the crayon's like as big as his fist you know and she's like that makes me smile so much but I genuinely she's like I genuinely like coloring and I'm like I like it too you know Um, and um, I remember there's a guy I listen to a lot called Alan de Botton and he has a very good um, YouTube channel and and organization called The School of Life okay and he's very he's written a lot of very good books I've, I've, I've listened to and read and Constellations of Philosophy, The Art of Happiness, The Art of Travel, big influence on me in my 20s. Um, and as as was doing uh, and attending the John Scotus uh, School of Philosophy okay. um, uh, for a long time as well, where I learned TM, I learned to meditate, and I learned about the Bhagavad Gita, and I learned about you know the teachings of all sorts of people. Yeah. You know, they're all saying the same thing. Yeah. They're all saying, live in the present, be thankful, you know, go meditate. These are important things. Like yeah, how many times? Nature. Yeah, how many times do we need to be told this? You don't need another app. You just need to go and do what we were told yeah. to do. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like every day you're gonna have those moments, but then you gotta go. Well, maybe I feel that way because I haven't meditated in a couple of days. Yeah. Maybe I can go and spend some time in nature to, you know, to kind yeah. of recharge. Maybe yeah, that's connect why. with my partner, connect, connect with my, with my partner, family, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. Put the goddamn phone down. Exactly. Exactly. TV yeah, exactly. So, you know, you're going to have that every day, but that's going to become more layered the less you do of all of the other um, rejuvenating stuff that you right. should be doing. And for some people, that's exercise. For some people, it's more meditation. Everybody has more or less of something that they need to do. Yeah, so it's a constant striking of balance. striking in different Yeah, areas. like one of my friends, Aiden, he's a professional magician. He's a very similar personality to me. Real high energy, hyper, blah, 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 blah. everything's go, go, go. Yeah. We work really well on meditating. Mm. And we'll sometimes come in and just do yoga together. 
We're not talking for an hour. It's just doing yoga. You know, what do you pose you doing? Oh, you did that one. Mary's, Mary's in the corner trying to do the pose. Yeah, hopefully not. You know, <laughs> those two shirtless feckers in the corner sweating like this. <laughs> be doing crazy. all the meditating. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, th- I think if you're that sort of personality, then yeah. maybe you need to do more of that mindfulness meditation sure. stuff. And again, it's not for meditation. You can go sit in a church and you can find incredible quiet there. Yeah. It's whatever. Like, where did God go in all of this? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I believe in, like, you know, in, 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 you know, organized religion but yeah. it certainly helps an awful lot of people out there so whatever you want to believe in is absolutely fine um, it, by my books but uh, I don't think you could sit in a church and not feel something if you were just actually present I kind of agree with that actually. you know so there's another place where you can go if you want a quiet moment for yourself yeah. to take a break you know um, uh, but we can find that in the gym if we're willing to find it too I find it there every day man it's unbelievable mm. It's, if you, that's it's one something things, outside of myself. Well, that was one of the things that was taught to me originally when I went to the uh, School of Philosophy. Because the School of Philosophy was cool because I'm like, open the Irish Times. And the front page of the Irish Times, they have an article, they have an advertisement for it. And it's a corner piece. It takes about maybe um, 20% of the, of, the, of the first page, the actual front page of, of the, the national, national newspaper. Part. The front page. So you'll see this, and this will be there, like around about Easter, just after Easter time, yep. in September and in January. You'll see this three times a year on the different courses. They're, these courses are done all over Ireland, okay. all over Ireland, and they're asking these questions about life. You're like, man, these are some top ass questions. <laughs> you know, would you like to know about blah blah blah? And I'm yeah. like, this thing a cult? This sounds like a cult to me. This Scientology shit. <laughs> You know, so where's then, the personality test? Yeah, where do I hold those things? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, when they go ask me for more money, exactly. Yeah. Um, you have your car- credit card out, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like that, it was 70 euros, it was like or 90, whatever it was. It was like, yeah, is it best? It was worth that? it. Oh, Jesus, was it what you know, was it what you know, yeah. Um, and again, like you get what you want out of it if you're going in there with a skeptical mind of like, you know, oh god, this is all just. Focus, focus, and yeah. you know, people kind of positive thinking. What's well, so they were just presenting? Look, these really smart people in the past said this. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And just trying to get you to think. Yeah, well, there's no, no catch. No catch. Yeah. And then that morphed into doing a lot of work in NLP and neuro linguistic programming yeah. as well, which I did with the guys at the Irish Institute of NLP. Super, super, super nice guys. Yeah. Spent a lot of time and money with them, and learned an awful lot about how. You know, neuro, obviously your nervous system, linguistic, how we say things and programming and how we, because that's how we're running our brain the whole time. Right. We are a product of our most dominant thoughts all the time. Um, so, and we become what we think about most. Right. And so again, I'm not saying people just need to think more positive, but you do have to be careful about what you're putting in your brain all the time. Yeah, and watch your language. And watch your language. This is one thing when I'm working with clients all the time, they'll say something and I'll get them to rephrase it. Right. They'll go, well, when I do this, this, and this, and I'm like, oh, when you do, I, I thought that was what you did last week. Yeah. But what are you going to do? When you did that, yeah. that's fine. Right. It's not what you're doing. You know, so we're trying to frame things as to how we want them in the future. Yeah. Again, a lot of people can think of that as focus, focus, but it's not. If you again, it's you so can, powerful. It's so so powerful, and there's going to be certain neurological um, pathways that people really carve deep that are yeah. quite bad mm-hmm. and that they need to change. And I'm sorry, but you're not really changing those a whole lot. So we need to carve a new path yeah. 
that's just as strong. So we can tap into that when we need that. We need that little, oh, we need to go there. And we are entirely, every single person who's listening is entirely capable of deciding how to do that yeah, for themselves. It just takes us as a choice. It takes and time. That, neuro, that neuro, neural pathway is going to take time to get stronger. Yeah. It's like learn the golf swing. It's yeah. like learn to ride a bike. Do it a couple of times. You're going to fall off. You're going to get it wrong. Yeah. And you got to go practice it. And practice in your mind before you practice it physically. Yeah. You know, practice eating right in your mind. What am I going to eat? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to eat that later. Okay, then it's going to be easy to make that choice later. How am I going to, I'm going to exercise later? Yeah, no problem. You know, program and program and yeah. program. Do it over again. You know, um, I sometimes joke on my page about arriving in the uh, the gym car park. You know, with Carlisle, mm. like it's a, a muscle memory now. Mm. My, my show up, just show up. But it's mm. a, it's a weird thing that I feel because I have done the programming part now in a lot of ways, and I'm, yeah. what I'm doing now after one, three, three days is embedding it further and embedding it further. And, you know, take, taking up new decisions that I'm trying to build the neural pathways for. Mm. But it's interesting we should be talking about NLP because I do talk about like nearly the physical version of it in muscle memory, yeah. driving to the gym, getting there, showing up and just doing my best. You know? Yeah, do your best, do what you what you can on the day and and take the opportunity when you feel good in the gym, go hard, go as much yeah. as you can. Obviously do it safely, but yeah. there's a lot of... Um, self-discovery in pushing yourself like that you know and we don't need to do a marathon to do that we sometimes we feel we need to well i did before i found out about all of this yeah and again i need to stress to everybody that i'm this is purely my genesis of this of this journey and Mm. having this podcast and doing this is my way of learning as much as the people who are listening from people like yourself don who've um, you've dedicated 20 years of your life to this stuff yeah yeah, and, and I still like what I do, whereas I see within the fitness industry, a lot of people, they don't want to deal with people no more. They're like, right. oh, everything is online. Everything is like, I don't want to deal with people. You're like, how are you coaching then? How are you getting a sense of the person? Like, right. yeah, I want to deal with people, but on my online group, I'm still calling these people up. Una, how are you doing today? Yeah, yeah. How are you getting on? You're on the program two weeks now. Or, you know, uh, I was in communication with Fergal. Fergal's in the Lebanon serving with the Irish Army right now. Wow. You know, and you were talking, you were chatting to him. Not chatting, or or sending a message. Send message. He said, "I'm only just landed." Like you know, <laughs> he's asking questions about the program because they got all oh, so much time to train over there. Great. When they're on tour, yeah, yeah. they got a lot of time to train. But um, what you're talking about there is the same as when you said if somebody goes into that meeting about the philosophy as skeptic, that's what they'll come out a skeptic. Mm. If they go in with an open mind, they come out maybe having learned something yeah and that is a choice that each person makes is how to approach something like that yeah my mum did it as well she was suffering a lot after her mum died my grandmother died fell down the stairs backwards mm-hmm. hit into coma died and of course my mum would have blamed herself very heavily for that and so she was very depressed for a long time and i persuaded her to go to the school of philosophy in nice and of course it took like a lot of persuading sure and, like you know mom, it's on at eight o'clock you're going oh, Mum, you're going to the philosophy class. It's a 12 week course, that's all. Please, 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 please go. And she, she finally broke. She went. She comes home. I call her. How was it? Yeah. And she said, it was great. I had a coffee break, had some tea and bickies. It was great. Met loads of people. Nice people. Met Interesting loads. ideas. There people there. I'm, I don't have any college education. Very finished school. There's, lots, there's nurses there, darling. 
lawyers, everybody, yeah. you know, there. And this is a nice time. It's nice, okay? It's because my mom, my mom will be, she listens to the podcast yeah. religiously. She will want to go to this. Yeah. Where can she find out information? In the School of Philosophy. Nice. The School of Philosophy that has chapters of all over Ireland. All the, over Ireland. The School of Philosophy in Nice. Yeah. So I call her. <laughs> and I say to her, how was it? Great, great, great. Lots of educated people there. Well, it was all right. And I was like, what did you learn? She said, Dominic, they're all just as fucked up as I am. <laughs> and I said, great. Great, great, great. Isn't that great. wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? So you could, know you hear, could you hear the load lifting? Exactly. Exactly. So people, again, they think the thoughts are unique. They think that, like, I am the only person in this situation. Right. And look, there are many people out there who've had a lot more tragedy in mm. their life than I have had without a, a shadow of a doubt. And we can empathize with them a little bit more, you know, for their tragedy. Um, but if you're in that situation where maybe people are presenting things in a philosophical manner for you to help reflect and be mm. grateful and just understand that your problems are a little bit more shared in that yeah. way, then that can help. I don't want, don't I don't know what it is for each individual, but certainly it helped my mom and it helped me and it's helped anybody I've recommended it to. Um, if the least people do is say, hey, I'm just going to go in and I'm going to buy one of their CDs. I'm going to buy one of their talks because they do a lot of talks and sure. record them and yeah. you can listen to them. Yeah. Then at least that's a start. Or get onto YouTube, look up Alan de Botton's work right. on the School of Life. And his videos are absolutely excellent. Yeah. They're presented in a cartoonish sort of almost like a um, uh, Monty Python-esque right. type look. How do you spell his last name? Uh, and Alan, A-L-A-I-N and then D-E and then B-O-T-I-N. B-O-T-I-N, I think it is. Okay. No, is it, I think it's actually B-O-T-T-O-N. Botton. Botton. I'm not sure. You won't have a problem finding no. his stuff, though. Alan de Botton, School of Life, and um, his books are really, really good as well. Okay. Um, and again, like, you know, they're very easy to digest and easy to kind of... You know, but like you and said, engaging, very engaging, and just asks big questions. Yeah, you know, life, happiness, love, all these big things. You know, the, the kind of important stuff. Mm, the kind of important stuff that's not not covered in an episode of the Kardashians. You know, most um, definitely not. No, no, and uh, I think that's you know we need to try and move back to what we think is what we know is important in life, as opposed to thinking that you know being narcissistic and about yourself and having your blog and your likes are so important you know I, I don't care at all if people like or share what I do don't really care at all because yeah. I can just be authentic put forward what I know works and stories and stuff that I do with clients yeah. and the people like it great if they don't they don't but by being authentic suddenly people want to listen yeah you know and you get the customers you want. Yeah. So when trainers start complaining about their clients, I'll go, hmm, oh, okay. Mm. How are you attracting that person? Right. What are you putting out? That's what are you putting out that's attracting that sort of person? I, we, don't, we, we're, we don't get clients we don't really like working with. It's a strange thing. Yeah. You know? It, I, like, I, I remember last week, we had a big group of people in our semi-private. The semi-private, we'd have like, you know, no more than like four to eight people in the yeah. group, you know? Uh, more than four people, we make sure there's two trainers there. Um, and uh, they were all there. And one of the guys said afterwards, to like, you know what, everybody's so nice. <laughs> As if this is like some revelation. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, everybody's so nice. And yeah. you, you could 
see these people going off and one of the guys in the group he's a singer Keith Cullen and he's based over in LA and, and uh, they all went over to cop shop because he was moving to LA at that time oh, that's nice and he's coming back now in the summer for a couple of, for maybe three weeks so and they're all you know communicating still yeah, with him yeah. but you know I think that they were very similarly minded people yeah. you know they understand that what we're doing is much more than just training people we want people to be happy and to understand wellness is that universal sort of approach to, yeah. to, to health as opposed to that aesthetic yeah. of like I just want to be slim yeah, we understand that that is a goal without a doubt that's, that's our work but we're not going to lose that um, or that's not going to be the word I'm looking for we're not going to forget the focus that yeah it's, it's a, it is a, it is a focus for people but it's not going to be to the detriment of their emotional right. well-being and that's actually when I started a couple of years ago started training properly that was pretty much my main motivation but what I see, the way I see it now and as I lose the fat and build the muscle and I'm wearing size 34 jeans for the first time in three years today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a kind of nice offshoot uh, benefit of what I'm doing. Mm. The biggest benefit has been in between my years. Absolutely. The love, the confidence, the kind of, the quiet calm mm. that kind of comes with doing something every day that takes me out of myself but gives so much to myself. Getting enough rest, you know, training. Mm. being a part of a community well Ben Dorn is not really that close community no, I have a lot of shared great goals people. yeah shared goals exactly and you're going to see the same people in there right Bill's going to yeah. be there you saw Bill last oh, year. he's going to be there again today yeah Bill uh, and Simon, nice asked, Simon asked me did I lose weight and I didn't know his name yeah you know yeah exactly it's so, nice but also with the community online on, on the Dan Kyo Wellness Project page as well as just you know, you talk to people all the time and they're kind of giving you nice feedback and you have nice conversations like the one we're having here about mm. what do you do to increase your wellness? What advice would you give to other people, do you know? Yeah. So that's just really, I, I think community has got to be up there in the top five conditions necessary well, for personal growth. We have to get something that replaces church. Right. You know, church is gone for a lot of people. So that community is gone. And what's replaced that is that self Everybody's self. Everybody's about themselves. Mm. You know, whereas... Yeah, so we've got to replace that now with yeah, others. So yeah. Get outside of yourself. Exactly. Exactly, you know. Um, and that's why, you know, what we set up online helps and what we yeah. set up in training helps. And that's one of the big benefits of CrossFit is that yeah. it's group-based exercise a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, so people can benefit from that then as well. Yeah. Um, and it's honest work as well. You went to any CrossFit gym or you've been to my brother's gym as well. And yeah. you're there. And like, you know, people, they all get along well with each Amazing, other. Amazing. Uh, Great vibe. Unbelievable there. community in the Performance of Fitness Academy in Nice. Mm. If you are in the area or within a reasonable commute, I yeah. highly recommend it. Yeah. As well as CrossFit, yeah. CrossFit Green here in Sandyford. The, the, and that's the thing <laughs> is that like, you know, you, you, you know, you're very welcome then straight away. That's unbelievable. I've never felt that like it. Yeah. I just moved to Terra Yours uh, about a month after I had I did the beginner strength yeah. conditioning there. But you would have gotten a lot of the basics oh, down. You know? Still trying to get my arms up. Up. Your elbows up. I've got to foam roll those lats more often yeah. now because I'm, I'm about there now. Yeah. But, you know. 
It's about how long have you got? Only the rest of your life. Well, there you go. Yes, there's no rush. <laughs> I'm know. not going to take up too much your, more of your time. I know you got to go stretch and mm, give, give to the people. Mm. Um, but could you just describe in a, a very short uh, couple of sentences what, what is the way of Don? Um, it kind of more a friend of mine, the magician, said to me like, "You should rename your site." And call it, like he's always about like you know, do this, do that. Like he's always telling me what to do, and I'm like, you make any suggestions to him, he's like, oh yeah, I'll get on with that next week, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, you should call your website thewayofdom.com because it's so it. catchy. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I have to change it because it's just Dominic Dominic. So you type the Dominic into like yeah. the Irish search engine, and it's going to come up yeah. straight away. Yeah. You know. Um, but I like the hashtag. I think it's it, fantastic. And you have t-shirts with the... I got... Oh, yeah. yeah did, you sell out, did you sell out? Yeah. Well, I've got still some downstairs, but I've probably spent about 1,500 euros on t-shirts so far. Just in the last probably three months. But they, they look amazing. Though. Yeah. They, like, I wanted I wanted two things. Like, I don't... I don't know. Design is important to me. Yeah. You know, and my message is important to me. You know, that was always, it's always been important to me. Like, I don't want to buy a pair of runners that everybody has. Yeah. Like, I want something that looks different, yeah. you know? Um, uh, you so the way, the way Dom was kind of veering towards that kind of like, the way of, like, um, uh, the way, the, like a, a Taoist or kind of Buddhist philosophy. I don't know. It was something that just sounded quite well. It sounded quite, quite good that, there was a methodology to what yeah. I was doing. That there was, you know, there, there was a way in which I worked, and there is. That we yeah. have a specific set of things. So if I had a new trainer to work with me, I would guarantee within a week he could work with any of my clients. Okay, no problem. Yeah. He'll know what to do because we have set ways in which we like things done, um, and that has morphed into kind of like how I train people online, how I train people in the gym, yeah. um, and uh, and I got that printed on T-shirts. And then on one of the t-shirts in grey, I, I, I got kind of like a, a fist and it's holding a hammer. Yeah. And the phrase around it was, knowing is not enough, you must do. And willing is not enough, you must apply. Okay. And that whole idea, again, comes back to what we were saying earlier. I think that was from St. Augustine, um, of uh, just show up. Yeah. Just show up and do the work. Don't label it, because some days are going to be better than others. Yes. Just do the work. And the second t-shirt, um, I wanted one to say, point down toes, because my <laughs> wife would look at my handstand videos and shit out of them, because um, she, she's pretty good at gymnastics, and um, uh, she'd be always like, just point your feckin' toes, yeah. so I didn't want to say feckin' on it, so I yeah. said point your down, so I, I got a designer, um, I think it's based in Costa Rica to do the <laughs> The world is tiny, my God. I know, God I know. So I got in touch with a guy called B-Type. And I really liked his designs. Just on Tumblr, like I was on Tumblr, and every time he put stuff up, I'd be like, "This guy's got Tumblr." So twenty thirteen, cool. though. Come on. No, but it was. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just followed him from that. Right. So anytime he put up design work, yeah. on projects he was doing, it was like, "Wow, it's so Culture cool." Yeah. And I was like, "I'm gonna ask him. And I bet she's gonna cost a fortune." And he was like, "No, I can't do it, but my friend will do it." And it was like two hundred euros with design work, and I was like, "What?" That's so good value. Yeah. So I got him to do two different designs. I, I actually asked for one, but I like both. And he said, no, I'll take both. It's fine. I'll give you all the design work on that. That's but great. I wanted it to look kind of vintage style. Um, and I, I wanted people who wore the t-shirts to be able to kind of go, oh, right. You, you drink yeah. Dominic. You know. Yeah. You know? Um, so I've, 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 I've had clients come up to me and 
and tell and and have people have have, have asked them about yeah. the t-shirts. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, that's you must be into doing some gymnastics because yeah. it says punch down toes. So yeah, yeah. people who do gymnastics, I've had an Irish dancing, I've had an Irish dancing teacher buy them because he was like, we say this all the time in Irish dancing. That's perfect for them. Yeah. So, um, so if people want to subscribe to the way of Don, they can they buy a t-shirt. They yeah. can buy a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. They they go, go on the website dominic.ie dominic.ie and there's a there's a link there. A couple of articles down on if they want to buy it, they can. And if, pay for it's twenty euros on post that. Right, and if you, if you guys are, I'm sure I'm sure you are loving uh, what you're hearing on this podcast. To get in touch with Dominic, just go onto his website. You can leave a message there. It's Dominic Monley Personal Training on Facebook. That's correct. Yeah, Is that correct. Yeah, but again, if you just type in my name, it'll it'll, it'll come up with all the different links. It's yeah, not that it's kind of unique. Yeah, and again, if you like what you see, great. If you don't, then that's cool as well. Yeah. Because you know, I'm not gonna. I'm, my goal is not to appeal to everybody. Yeah. But everybody will come around to what I have to say in terms of the message I have because yeah. it's a very cr- cr- um, created message. Yeah. So I've spent yeah. time kind of perfecting what I have to say. I'm a very different. I'm a very different father mm-hmm. now than I was when our daughter was born. Right. I'm a very different trainer now than I was ten years ago. You know, I hope I am. Yeah. So I hope my the goal is always to you know so if I that's because you've had that daily for twenty years willingness to learn and yeah. adapt and one thing leads on to another and right? not lose your enthusiasm yeah not lose your enthusiasm not lose the energy not lose that willingness to show up and yeah you know, don't be that trainer who just like just puts the hoodie up and like thinks he's the man it's all about him I mean, like. This is about the client. Nobody likes that guy. If you're a trainer like that, nobody likes you. You know, this is about the client. The client's spending that time with you. So when's the last time you spent 70 euros um, on yourself in an hour and came out with nothing? Because mm. that's what clients are paying for. Yeah. What do they get at the end of it? They don't get a product or service. Mm. So, they, so they get a service, but they don't get something physical mm. at the end of it. So it's very hard to, you know, to, to not really appreciate how much... The client is worth to you mm. when you're. I'm not actually giving them anything. I'm not. Yeah, we're giving them help. Yeah, but like really, you know, be, be willing to, to to value what you are doing with people because yeah. uh, the fitness industry is is absolutely rife with people who are yeah. they don't really care, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't really mind because I just do what I do. Um, people do what they do. Yeah. Um, and if we can kind of get across the message of 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 um. You know, trying to do this in a balanced way, and everybody's got to start out somewhere. You know, sort your diet out, do some body weight movements to begin with, do a lot more mobility than you possibly think you ever need to do. Yeah. Um, then we're doing all right, you know. Um, because so they would be your top three things for people to cycle yeah. into this podcast, would they? Yeah. If in terms of physical training, yes. Yeah. yeah that most people are nowhere near as mobile as need be. So there's some mobility tests on my website that you can take to kind of say, hey, look, if you can't pass these four tests, you got some problems. Yeah. You know, and the one thing we're constantly dealing with is people who get older and older, and then they'll, they, everybody goes, I wish I would have done more mobility right. work. Mobility work for a lot of people, just stretch. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Yeah. Can you touch your toes? The answer is no. You got problems. Yeah. Like sit in the floor, legs perfectly, round around straight, try and touch your toes. You know. Um, and then get a little bit stronger. There's a point where strong is strong enough. So there's a point where your squat's big enough, your deadlift's big enough, your whatever's big enough, that maybe conditioning is your issue. Maybe your fitness is your issue. Yeah. You know, so there's a point then where if you can't get, if you're not good at lifting you, mm. and you can't do pull-ups and dips and push-ups, 
then that's the sort of stuff they'll be working on. Yeah. You know, these are all easier the lighter you are. Mm. Um, and then uh, let's sort the food out, um, make sure that people are getting protein in at most meals, um, make sure that you're eating for the weight um, that you want to be, not the weight you are. So mm. if people are constantly going, well, I can't lose weight. Look, we all on Death Valley with Barry Grills, we're all freaking losing weight. I don't care who you are, you're no unique, you're not a unique snowflake. I had a guy in a restaurant one time tell me this, was like, Yo, meeting stone. Yo, double, double. I'm honestly gonna be working really hard. And the wife is like, pipes up and goes, "Sure, Dave, what are you talking about? You're drinking ten pints the weekend all the time." And it's like, "All right, you're trying everything, Dave. Are you? You tried not eating?" Oh, she saw them up your room. She was like, "You know, I'm not having any of that. What are you talking about?" You know. So, um, so be honest with yourself. Yeah, be honest. Look, if the weight's not going down, eat. Do something less. different. Yes, do some. Try cut another two hundred calories yeah. off. Yeah. You know, move a little bit more. Yeah. You know, so if the guy is coming in at twenty stone, like you've got a lot of stuff that you've done wrong. Mm-hmm. So be gentle with yourself to kind of get the body yeah. going again. Exactly. You don't need anything more than a bit of walking and a lot of yeah. mobility work and sort your diet out. Yeah. You know, whereas if somebody is like, look, I want to get in mega shape, then yeah, all bets are off. Yeah. We're going to have to go a little bit harder. Yeah. And I'm I'm at that point absolutely where I. I've adapted, I, I've made some good choices, I've dropped the calories, but not too much so that I can't sustain my lifting. Mm. I'm eating for the weight that I want to be at, yeah. um, not the weight I am, or not the deluded self that I had towards yeah. the end of last and year. Sometimes, you know? sometimes weight loss is not right for that individual at that time. Mm. So if somebody comes in to me and, I, and they were like, oh, I want to do this, I go, cool, cool, no problem. What's work like right now? Mm. And they go, well, it's mentally busy, I'm traveling a lot. Yeah. What's family like? Well, broken Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> fat loss is not a good idea right now. Just Why? Sure. Because you're running a deficit. That means you're going to be taking in less calories. That's a bit of a stress in your body already. Yeah. You need to have a couple of things lined up. Now, we're not looking for all our stars to line up and for some Mayan temple to appear in the corner then before we start, you yeah. know, doing that, That's things. the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, exactly. So as long as there's a couple of boxes ticks, yeah. ticked where we're getting enough sleep, so it's not that mad stressy, we're okay, yeah. we're okay, you know, but a girl comes in and is telling me, well, mum kicked out and get me out of the house and I've lived in the car for a couple of days, but still drop body fat. I'm like, oh, wow, okay, wow. that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, you know, these are really it brings, it brings us back to the uniqueness of the individual who presents. Exactly. So sometimes if that is your goal, that's fine, but maybe your goal in the beginning is like, just clean my diet up form the habit and then I can take it from there then I can ask for some specialist yeah. attention after that and stop washing the Kardashians yeah like you know god almighty there's so many good people out there that are doing such amazing work yeah. do you watch do you know Gordon, Jason Gordon-Levitt stuff as well if oh yeah. yeah that really impressed me yeah yeah he's really he's impressed very me interesting and that's all a collaborative project yeah. worldwide unbelievable like people should check that out I'm like wow yeah like that's people con- contributing from all over the world. Like, hey, I want you to do the music. Can somebody else do the yeah. voiceover? Can somebody else? And then they're making these cool videos yeah. about certain topics that are really profound, and you know, they've got a good message. And you're like, it's all free. Yeah. And you still choose to watch the Kardashians or Coronation Street. Come on, people. And there's the uh, community piece. Yeah. And look, and that's a worldwide. And look, it's like eating junk food. Okay. A little bit of junk food isn't a bad. We can dip into our Hello magazine and watch a bit of Kardashians yeah. and indulge in a little bit of, of the of the junk every now and again. Yeah. 
but if it becomes what we kind of obsess about and like you know Mary's taking photos of her perfectly created uh, magazine and her candle in her living room when that's not her feckin' full-time job you know uh, then you know there's an imbalance there's an imbalance now however if that gives her happiness in her life and she likes doing that because you know she she enjoys that part of being creative or whatever it is well, that's completely different that's though. very very different very very different um, but I think that Kardashian stuff are you know a little bit of it's okay yeah. you know it's not watching I like that program on RT at the moment, First Dates. Do you watch that? No, no, my fiance loves it though. I like it. I thought it was really. <laughs> well, I, haven't, cool. I haven't seen it, but she yeah, absolutely loves it. That's a bit kind of cringy, but yeah. I, I was, you know, really rooting for some people to kind of get together and yeah. stuff. But um, I think shows like that are, you know, they might not, you know, they might not be always very good for us if we're, you know, indulging them all the time. But I think it's like junk food a little bit every now and then. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a re- it's, okay. a re- it's a really nice um, parallel or mm. analogy that you make there. Yeah, because you all know if we do too much of it, you know. It's oh, yeah, I, f- I feel it. I feel it in the back of my head. Yeah. I just it, it's it's loud now, whereas before yeah. I had a defense up against it, so I indulged in it and indulged it's like it. people complain about Facebook and stuff like that. They're like, oh, there's so much negativity, and I'm getting off Facebook. I'm like, <laughs> really? I like when Dan posts up stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like we like hip hop. We like hip hop music. Yeah. Hey, Dom, did you see this? Yeah. I don't see anything but like pretty nice stuff. Yeah. Like, and if I don't like somebody's stuff, oh, remain friends and unfollow. It's yeah, pretty exactly. simple. But in the press, yeah. and that again comes back to taking control and being present and just not mm. letting life get a pass. Now, the only thing I would say about that, I can't remember who said this, which I thought was very, very clever is that sometimes we can control things too much. Mm. Okay, so let's say, for example, that we have a certain opinion about something. Right. So sometimes then we can build up this community of people around us. Some, um, maybe a large part of 99% of the people that are in this so-called community are not our friends. They're yeah. people who are in the Irish fit down community. <laughs> They're not your friends. Yeah. Your friends are your people who you're gonna call when you're in trouble, yeah. okay? Um, but because a lot of people have a lot of the same opinion, there's nobody there just challenging. Right. So sometimes so, you need to expose yourself to a bit more of an audience. Otherwise, yeah. it's very easy to kind of be like, just block that person. Yeah. You know, unfollow. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And suddenly you're in a community of other dysfunctional people. Right. And you're never critically debating anything. No, you never critic- We need to be challenged. Where is the critical debate? We need to be challenged. Absolutely. You need to be challenged. And I don't have any problem with that. You know, and I, I think if you have a strong opinion on something, you should be able to back it up. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, so I, that's the only problem, I think, with the whole unfollow, da-da-da, mm. is that we can almost limit our uh, our thinking in a way because then we t- become too myopic with this right. just one way. Yeah. You know, I can see that kind of being a problem yeah. then. But... Um, well, I'm, I'm still going to tag you in hip hop videos. Absolutely, and, yeah. Uh, Steph Curry, yeah. Dunk and videos, as well. and just funniness. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, we didn't. I, I would love to do this with you again if you don't mind. No, maybe it's okay, in a couple yeah. of months. I think I think we've scratched a lot on the surface of a lot of topics, and I, mm. I nearly. I'm thinking at the moment that we're going to be here till 9pm because I have so many questions for you. So mm. if it's okay with you, we might wrap it up. Yeah, there. maybe listeners um, might have specific questions they would like us to answer. Yeah, that would be wonderful. If you do have any questions for either myself, but more mm. importantly, the main man, Dominic Monnelly, please uh, leave a message on Podbean or iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. And uh, Dom, your time is so valuable. I'm so glad that you took the time to 
help people increase their wellness. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Thank you so much. No worries. Hey everybody, I really hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed participating in it. If you have any questions or queries, please hit me up at dankyowellnessproject at gmail.com or just uh, direct message me on Facebook. I want to give a big shout out to Miss Tara Gallagher who provides the unbelievable beatboxing and harmonica playing in the intro and outro. So thanks a million for that, Tara. Once again, thanks for listening and I will speak to you again next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye.